77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Hey, Frank, this is Diane from Bally's Corporation. And everyone knows that you're a star in Atlantic City and New York, but now you are a superstar at Bally's. Your superstar player club status gives you more, such as VIP lounge access, VIP hotel check-in, complimentary VIP parking, complimentary resort fee, and more. So we know that you are a superstar, and we know that you're a star in general. So please stop by to pick up your Players Club card and enjoy your superstar status. We look forward to seeing you. Have a great weekend. Bye. Frank Morano, the very, very talented host of The Other Side of Midnight, he's on this show once a week. Everyone knows Frank and I are close, despite the fact that two of my best, best buddies, Bo Deedle and Curtis Sliwa, took him to the woodshed yesterday. Frank is coming on this morning, but he got that message from a lady at Bally's in Atlantic City that he's now reached superstar status at the casino. And you would think superstar status, free room, hookers, who knows what. No. Free lunch and free parking. Could you imagine achieving superstar status and the biggest perk is free parking? Kind of the way it feels like for you here at this radio station. Isn't that right, Frank? Well, a couple of things, uh, Sid, and I appreciate that uh, welcome message from the good folks at Bally's. But... Uh, you neglected to mention that they're going to waive the resort fees for me as well. So when I'll stay there, I don't have to pay the $10 or $20 or whatever the resort fees are these days. Well, what, about, what, about, of, what about the hotel rooms for a couple hundred uh, bucks? Well, no, I mean, I, I, usually you could get a comp room anyway uh-huh, based yeah. on availability. But, but um, and the, yeah. the, the, exactly. <laughs> I would like to be addressed as superstar Frank Moreno going forward because not only <laughs> – Am I officially a superstar in the eyes of Bally's? But I think it would be a nice tribute to the late, great superstar Billy Graham. And, you know, there's a lot of attention being paid to Elvis these days because the movie about him that came out last year and everything, which was great. Colonel Tom Parker, the reason they called him Colonel Tom Parker was he was an honorary colonel in the Louisiana militia. That was the extent of his military service. (laughs) Never put on a military uniform at all. So if he can be... Colonel Tom Barker, I think I have more claim to being called Superstar Frank Morano. So I would appreciate if my graphics were adjusted accordingly. <laughs> okay, I'll make that happen for you. It's tough. Thank you. Tom Hanks did a great job playing that role in that movie, but it's tough because I remember Superstar Billy Graham. That's when I used to watch wrestling. That was a time when I used to love it. I, I love wrestling. Not anymore. Now it's beyond what? idiotic and stage it, and all that. But Superstar Billy Graham, I, I told you not that long ago, I saw a whole documentary. And his kid right now, what is it, uh, Cody? He's one of the champs, uh, right? Well, that's actually Dusty Rhodes' son. Oh, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, but, You're right. But You're right. Su- Superstar Billy Graham was very much from that era. And he took the name Superstar from the musical, uh, the rock opera, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yep, yep. He was a big admirer of Billy Graham, the evangelist, and it was his way of being kind of larger than life. So 
I think it's a nice way to pay tribute okay. to superstar Billy Graham. Very good. As well. Any uh, any message this morning to the aforementioned Bo Deedle and or Curtis <laughs> Sliwa? I know you heard every second of it yesterday. Now, you're an adult, and you usually take the high road, but that was an unprovoked, savage beating. Are you just going to say nothing? You're friends I, with I, every mobster in New York, everyone. <laughs> First of all, uh, Curtis can um, say what he wants, uh, whatever he wants, as far as I'm concerned. I don't take it too seriously. I think it's very funny. And, you know, Curtis can call me a, a know-it-all. But the reality of the, of the situation is when Curtis needs to know anything for his show or for life, the first person he calls is me. Wait so a second. Is, Wait a second. He is the primary beneficiary what? of me being a know-it-all. You're telling me that Curtis Sliwa who finds a way to criticize you on this show at least twice a week when yes. he needs information with all of his criticisms, you're telling me that he contacts you. Uh, absolutely. 100% wow. of the time. Absolutely. Is, uh, and uh, as far as Bo goes, look, shocking. I'm flattered just to be mentioned. Right? <laughs> as, as your friend Eric Adams uh, once told me, the only bad press is the obituary. <laughs> All right, well done, Frank Morano, host of The Other Side of Midnight. So one day last week, I got a call from my friend from Victims' Rights New York, Jennifer Harrison. And I think it was Monday, actually, because the day before, Jumani Williams, the public advocate, did a show on Instagram Live where he said things like, bail reform has not cost one life in this city. All the things that we've grown to hate politicians for... Jumani Williams found a way to actually defend on this ridiculous Instagram live. And he went after Jennifer and Bob Holden, a Democrat out of Queens. So the next day, I had both Holden and Harrison on this show the next morning. And Harrison and Holden, Holden specifically said, it's time to get rid of that position. We don't need it. We don't even know what Jumani Williams does. He stays on Fort Hamilton, sits on his computer. He does nothing. It's time to abolish that position. Are they gaining any headway in that? Uh, they are. Uh, both Councilmember Holden and Brooklyn Democrat Kalman Yeager are introducing legislation to do just that. And I think with good reason. I mean, there's $5 million plus in funding for this office. And nobody can tell you anything that Jamani Williams can do, has done. And it's not necessarily only his fault because it, the job itself is a total waste. It serves no purpose. There are two spelled out responsibilities of the public advocate in the city charter. One is if the mayor dies, you take over for 60 days. Two is if there's a a tie vote in the city council, you get to cast the tie-breaking vote. Do you know how many tie-breaking votes there have been in the city council in the 30 years since we've had a public advocate? I'm going to say zero. Zero. See, I I always thought the public advocate's job was basically to keep the mayor in check. And if the mayor does something, he's supposed to criticize the mayor. Well, and look, and and I guess that is what what they've turned it into is a a, a job with the bully pulpit uh, to use the bully pulpit. Do you really need a five million dollar plus bit of funding to to have a bully pulpit to criticize the mayor? I don't think so. But maybe you do. So what I'd love to see uh, is let's put this Holden Yeager proposal on the ballot and let the people vote. Let the people vote next November or even this November. Have the council put it on the ballot. They have the proposal. Keep this useless office. 
is if they think if the voters think it's worth five million dollars plus in funding or get rid of it there i i would be a strong vote to get rid of it the problem is uh jimani williams being black Everything in this city is a racial issue. Right, right. So the fact that Jaeger yeah. and Holden are white mm. and they're proposing uh, eliminating an office that's currently uh, held by a person of color, right. they're going to be able to play that race card. Yeah, well, fine. F. Jumani Williams. I don't care if he's white or black. He sucks. I know he's got Tourette's, too. That'll be an issue because he's I guess he's got a disability and he's black. I don't care. He's, he's a racist and he sucks. Get rid of him. Uh, talking about the city council. I keep telling folks for as much attention as we pay to the 2024 presidential election, what's going on this November here in New York really affects us, affects us, Frank, on a daily basis a heck of a lot more than who's sitting on Pennsylvania Avenue. Yet, yet, it's like pulling teeth to get people to A, care, and B, certainly vote. What's the issue? Well, you know, as far as the races go this year, there's not enough competitive races. There should be more. Here in Staten Island, where I live, there should be a competitive race for DA. And uh, there's, you know, a a strong case to be made that some of the council races could be, if not competitive, they should at least have token opposition. Well, whose fault is that? I brought this up to both uh, your borough president, Vito Bosella, and Nicole Maliotakis. You've got that Democrat DA there for years uh, it's been a while since they've had a Republican DA. Whose fault is it that a lot of these people go unchallenged in your borough? I, I think it's the the kind of the club out here. One of the things that makes Staten Island politi- uh, political leaders effective is that they work together with one another to get stuff done. And you have to because we're the smallest borough. But what that leads to is a certain chumminess among all the elected officials, Democrat and Republican, and a willingness to make deals. For instance, the – and look, I, I'd vote for Mike McMahon uh, for DA. He's the only good DA in the whole city as far as I'm concerned. But – Um, His wife also happens to be a Supreme Court justice. She wanted to be cross-endorsed by the Republicans. The Republicans also had people that they wanted to get cross-endorsed for Supreme Court justice. So they strike this grand bargain where um, they create two new Supreme Court seats, get a seat for a Republican. Judy McMahon gets cross-endorsed by the Republicans. Mike McMahon gets no opponent. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was um, a wink and a nod to the Republicans from McMahon saying, look, this will be my last term. Four years from now, you can run one of your your up-and-coming lawyers, politicians for DA. But I think it all comes down to the kind of clubhouse chumminess that yeah, goes on sense. in Staten Island politics. You know, I always like it when these big-time politicians <laughs> like stuff on my social media that has nothing to do with politics. So, for example, on Instagram this morning, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney, there's a picture of me, American flag behind me, cursing out the Bidens and yelling out my support for Trump. That's easy. But, for example, Carrie Lake yesterday liked a picture of me first day on the set of Gemini Lounge dating back to March of 2022. So I texted Carrie. And I said, I got to tell you, I love when you like stuff that has nothing to do with politics. And she goes, well, you're an interesting person. I like to keep up with what's going on in your life. And now she's part of a big news story today. I know you're following with Frank because it looks like she is, in fact, throwing her hat into the Arizona Senate race. Your thoughts on Carrie Lake, the senator. 
Well, I, I think she is certainly an interesting person, and uh, she's got a lot of appeal to a certain percentage of the of the electorate. She, I don't think, I don't believe, has any chance of getting elected in uh, the general election in Arizona. I think there's a chance she could win the primary, although that's uh, far from a uh, guarantee. She's facing a spirited challenge from a, a very popular sheriff out there in uh, in Arizona, but. I think that um, Kirsten Cinema, with ten or eleven million dollars as an independent, actually has the uh, the opportunity to um, make history and become the first independent elected in the state of Arizona. She needs about fifty five percent of the independents. She needs about twenty percent of the Democrats and a little more than thirty percent of the Republicans to win. And if they nominate Carrie Lake. That is the best news possible for Kirsten Cinema because I think you could see some moderate Republicans peel off and say, look, we know Carrie Lake can't win in the general election. Uh, let's vote for Cinema. At least it's not as bad as the Democrat, Ruben Gallego, who wants to replace Cinema in the general. I think Cinema is on the verge of pulling off a Joe Lieberman. You remember when Lieberman yeah. lost the Democratic primary to Ned Lamont in Connecticut and then was able to win as an independent in the general? putting together this sort of a coalition. I think cinema with this kind of money in the bank and this sort of unusual crossover appeal that she has to some Republicans, I think she, Carrie Lake's candidacy is the best news possible for Kirsten Cinema. All right. Superstar Frank Morano, as always, very informative, funny, great job. And again, congratulations on being a Bally's superstar. Well, thank you, and in all seriousness, Sid, uh, congratulations to you on the recent ratings. Well, thank um, you. This is a tough month for talk radio, and for you to put up the numbers you did last month is extraordinary. Well, you don't have to say that, but say it again. <laughs> Thanks for having me, brother. It's you got it, superstar. Take care. He's right. I did mention it just once yesterday. The number this show got in July, outrageous. No one comes close and hasn't. Stop yelling at me. Stop yelling at me. There's no issue with somebody beating their chest. The issue becomes you beat your chest with nothing to show for it. We are killing it. Nothing. It's never been done before. Never at this station. Not even Imus. So stop yelling at me. Stop being a narcissist for a second. All right, fine. Just a little. <laughs> well, listen. I don't ask you guys to call me superstar, do I? <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm writing down the calendar right now. Just please, never yeah. say never. Frank Morano, terrific job.